I'm going to be very candid with you. We are living in a computer program. Welcome, everyone, to Simulation Nation, your portal to all things virtual. I'm your host, Johnny Android, and I'm here to keep you informed about all that's happening in the metaverse. We record our episodes live at AllSpeaks every week, and you can join us. Yes, you. It's free, and you don't even need a headset. Just log into AllSpeaks from your laptop and teleport in to offer your opinion, question, or whatever else. Today, we're talking about generative art and, the, and nothing short of the future of creativity. To guide us through this mind-blowing topic is returning guest, that's Sinclair, co-founder of Inscape Studios. Ladies and gentlemen, give a warm emoji. Welcome for Matt. Hey, everybody. Nice to there see you. Go. Thanks so much for showing up. This is really nice. Yeah, this we got uh, we got Paige and, and Lil and Carlos and Hero and a, a bunch of people. So if uh, anyone had any questions, please use the yeah, raise please. hand option. Uh, and we're, we are trying to do something different where if you had a question, if you could go on that little hexagon there, that we'll get your video and Ooh, it'll work really well for YouTube. We're going to try it out. It's the first, you guys are the guinea pigs. So if it doesn't work to just yell out your question from where you are, uh, in any case, um, Matt, how are you doing? Hi. Good to see you again. I'm doing all right. How are you? Pretty good. Pretty good. I feel like we have a, uh, a, a every six months or so we have an episode yeah, and it's our... always, uh, it's our jam. It's our thing. Uh, it's always something yeah. I look forward to, of course. Uh, you're our very first guest, and uh, you're really? our latest yeah. guest. You always bring great topics, and you always bring uh, uh, a great perspective. So, Well, thank you very much. Um, just if I can contribute, then I'm happy. So thank you. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So so uh, so soft-spoken, and yet uh, so knowledgeable about so many things. Well, <laughs> um, crap. You're, you're raising expectations, but I'll do my best. <laughs> Okay, okay. All right. So um, I, of course, know you, knew you first of all, as the great yeah. filmmaker. And then we knew you as the uh, virtual reality studio co-founder. Yeah. Uh, before we get into what we're doing today, how is your latest project? You were doing, you were involved in AI yeah. and um, sort of interactive storytelling. Do you want to just sort yeah. of give us an update on that? Sure. Yeah. So um, for about like the last three years, I've been working on a project uh, with a small team here in Vancouver, Canada. And yeah, it's been really fun and like really exciting and cool. It's like, a, it's like an interactive narrative sort of adventure game type format in VR. But what's different about it is that there's a conversational AI sidekick that you kind of team up with and interact with through the story. Um, so there's this robot named Lou and you sort of, you're, you, you the story is that you arrive at this outpost and you've been sent to investigate what's happening and you get there and all you can find is this robot that's deactivated and you turn them on and they have sort of memory problems. You don't really know what's going on, but they want to help you. And yeah, you, you literally go on an adventure with this character and yeah, we just feel like it's a kind of like a preview, like it's a prototype definitely, but like a preview of the kinds of entertainment experiences that I think are going to be coming in the next like, you know, decade or so where we're going to really, you know, very kind of simulation-y, like we're going to kind of go inside story worlds. We're not just going to be like watching them um, or playing them as games. We're going to be kind of interacting them with them in a more kind of uh, broad bandwidth, kind of like human way, like naturally and so on. So, yeah, so that's sort of that project in a nutshell. And um and uh, yeah, it just in the last like couple weeks, we've just kind of got to build to kind of a stable place where we've started sending it out kind of in a limited way just to kind of get feedback. Um, and so we're just kind of waiting for that now and just sort of seeing where it gains traction or does it or what. But uh, it's been a really cool learning experience. Yeah. I've learned a lot well, yeah. about AI through it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, whatever uh, you're ready, we would love to, of course, have a, a, an episode on here for you and maybe uh, after oh. party, who knows, we could have a big a simulation <sighs> one. Let's do it. Let's Something do it. Like yeah, that. totally, man. That'd be great. Absolutely. Um, cool. So that's a perfect segue into your newest hobby, your newest obsession. Yeah. And you started telling me about all of the uh, generative art things you're involved with, and it was really blowing my mind. So um, oh, cool. did you, how did you get into all of this? Was it a sort of an extension of doing your project with AI? Yeah, kind of. So just before I get started, like maybe like a little show of hands, like are you you guys up on like heard about Mid Journey and Disco Diffusion and like do those names sort of ring a bell for people? Like not really, sort of. So okay, cool. So essentially like um the 
it's really cool stuff. It's and it's and if you haven't heard about it, it's not surprising because it's moved so quickly, like in the last few months. Like I was looking at when I first got into it, which was actually back in February, and it seems like it was last year. Like that's how much time seems to have passed, right. but it's really only been that long. So um yeah, things move quick in AI these days. So um essentially the kind of thing it is, is it's like making images from text. So you might've heard of Dolly 2. It's kind of in the news these days a little bit. Like it just actually did the cover of Cosmopolitan magazine, which is pretty insane. But um, essentially you write in a prompt, like a text prompt, and then the computer creates a picture from it. Um, and because I have not been able to draw or like I stopped drawing back in high school, um, but like, you know, being a somewhat frustrated filmmaker and like really being a very image oriented person, um, it's something that I really got into very quickly and really have like kind of fallen in love with. Like I really have a fun time doing it and it's become a bit of a kind of a hobby that I spend probably a bit too much time on. But um, yeah, so to back up, uh, I, the first system I heard about is called uh, Disco Diffusion, which is a really good place to kind of get started um, in this kind of a space for anyone who's interested. And it was sort of the only system that was widely available back at the early part of the year. Um, and yeah, it's like available through a collab notebook, um, which looks a little bit intimidating to begin with, but it's actually not that hard. There aren't too many places in the notebook that you actually change any of the data. So collab notebooks are like what are used to kind of run and train. Well, I'm going to get this wrong, but like they're often used with machine learning. They're basically just like ways of kind of assembling code in a notebook format. Um, and a lot of them are used towards machine learning systems. Um, and this is this would be an example of that. Like Disco Diffusion is an example of works with machine learning. Um, so they look intimidating to begin with, but you watch a few tutorials and you kind of see how they work. And you actually they're actually not that hard. And there's just a quite a vibrant community. Like there's a big Discord running like of it. And anyway, you can really pick up a lot of tips from other people. So it's a very cool, uh, very cool thing to get into. Um, maybe it would be yeah. Should we throw up a slide just to kind of get a bit of unless yeah. there's one up already? Oh no. Yeah, so yeah, no, actually, yeah, well, and this is yeah. Yeah, what do you well, want? It is yeah. actually. Well, I, no, I would say you know, um, I I was like you guys like two weeks ago where I didn't I didn't hadn't heard about uh, this aspect of generative art. Okay, I knew cool. generative art from the NFT side of things, so it was okay. kind of like. So, so I came at it from like these kind of things, which is like a Fidenza. So this mm -hmm. Fidenza is worth like hundreds of thousands of dollars. And it's basically uh, the programmer uh, puts into the code uh, sort of parameters that it wants. And then in the AI kind of shoots out or the algorithm, I guess you'd say, shoots yeah. out uh, these patterns. And then they embed these patterns on the blockchain, uh, particularly the Ethereum blockchain, or you could use Tezos or you could use Solana. And they would then sell those as one of a kind artworks or, or 10,000 uh, series artworks or things like that. That's how I sort of knew what generative art was. Uh, and then you started uh, showing me these, these text-based ones. And the moment you said it, I had no idea what it was. Literally the next week, it was everywhere. Like I, I, when you guys, after you guys have been here, you will see this everywhere now. It's all over Twitter. It's all over Discord. It's all over Instagram. It's all over everywhere online. It's like you see type of art that's that we're going to be going through uh you see it everywhere so it's it's really eye-opening yeah it's cool i think it's one of the first like ai things to really kind of take off i think because it is visual we're such a visual culture like in terms of our media so it doesn't it makes sense that it kind of has been the one to break open uh totally yeah it's cool yeah and, and i think just to oh oh yeah go, go for it go what were you gonna uh, say <laughs> oh me hi enrique um, i was so, i was yeah. Go ahead. So just to kind of, yeah, use what you were talking about to kind of explain it in a bit more detail, maybe if that helps, it's like, and, and I could be again, getting this wrong, but like that, that picture that you just showed. Um, yeah. I think those procedural systems for the most part aren't based in deep learning. So they're not machine learning based systems. They don't have neural networks involved. Maybe some of them do, but most of them I think would be like more typical procedural algorithms. So it's like kind of, like logic based systems where like, for instance, I don't know if you guys have heard of a, like, like the, like board ape yacht club or like any of those really big NFT projects, which are all like, they're like all avatars and they basically have, at least as I understand it, they have, you know, 50 heads, 50 noses, 50 mm -hmm. eyes, 50 ears, 50 kind of like tattoos. And then they kind of combine them all. And they have a system that combines all those and all the permutations. And then out of that, you get this whole set of avatars and then you sell them as one-offs and they are unique. Um, these systems, 
are different and that what you're kind of doing is you're kind of prompting this kind of system that has learned from like, I think like 400 million pieces of art and text captions. Like that's what they train them on. They take art and they take words and they kind of kind of connect them together and they train them on like all the images in Google or like just gigantic data sets. And then you have this really smart AI system that if you put words into it, it equivalent, it makes an equivalency of like those words to an image. Um, and then that's where you get, oh, sorry. Oh yeah. So yeah. Do you want to go on to the next one? So this is like, so this is the first thing that I got out of the system. This is, so this is Disco Diffusion. And just so you know, like this is a failure, like relative to like what you can do with it. But for me, I was like, oh my God, like this is pretty cool. Like I think I put in something like like dragons at night attacking a medieval city or something like that. Um, and, or I think even maybe just said one dragon. And the first thing you'll notice is that there's like, not just one dragon and you know, they don't even really look like dragons. It's sort of like, what is this red thing here? You kind of see a city and you, you kind of get the idea, but like, it doesn't really come together as a picture, which is typically like one of the things that happens with these, with these images is that they don't quite click, but it was at least exciting enough to just punch in some words and get this reaction and be like, Oh my God, this is cool. So I kind of got a bit further into it from there. So the idea is that this system, it has, it has four, it scours the internet for 400 billion versions of photos and images and things like that. You punch in, it's certain like dragon city fire. And then it captures, you know, you know, 20,000 different versions of that and, and, and amalgamates it into a single photo. Is that is that about right? No, it's actually, I think, and again, I could be getting this wrong, but it's actually like, it's not doing any searching in the moment. Like what it's done is they've done, they've pre-trained it. So they've gone in mm -hmm. and they've fed all those pictures in. And so people often think that what you're getting when you're getting something like this is like a photo collage of like, it's like, oh, like that's what people, I'll show people these pictures and they'll be like, oh, what you've done there, what the system's done there is it's taken like, it's gotten a, a clip image of a dragon and it's gotten a clip image of a city and it's kind of put them together. And there are so many of those pictures out there that just kind of knows how to do that really smart. It's not really like that. It's more like, think about that, but kind of like times itself. It's like what it's done is it's sort of abstracted some sort of higher level mathematical definition of what a dragon looks like. So if you put in the word dragon, it creates like this space of possibility of what dragons could be. And so when you put that word in, it pulls down from that knowledge, but it's not like it's a sort of folder full of lots of pictures of dragons. It's like, it's like a mathematical construct about dragons, if that makes any sense. Right. Right. I hope that the, the other, it, <laughs> yeah, it, Paige, if you had a question, use the raise hand option so we can get your audio on the, uh, oh, you do have it here. Uh, let's, uh, cool. let's see what Paige has to say here. Let me, for some reason, there. Here we go. All right, it's Paige. Hey. Hey. So, yeah, I didn't even know I had my hand raised down here. So that was, I didn't know that was a thing. Anyway, um, my question was, once you put the words in there, and is it like literally that simple, and then you just push enter? It's sort of like that. There are a few settings, and especially in the newer systems, it really is that system uh, simple. Um, in the beginning, there are a few parameters you might want to set, like kind of some some fields you might want to like, you'd set like the image size. And so you like set like the pixels wide by pixels high and stuff like that. But the heart of it is really just this text. It's just sentence, literally. And then you hit that and then it just starts turning them out um, and it will turn them out in like batches. So you don't just get one, you get 10 um, or 50 or whatever. Uh, so, yeah. And how long that does it take to deliver the batches? Yeah, so that depends. Disco is quite slow. Um, so, I mean, relatively speaking, it'll take like, depends on how you've got it set up, but it could take like anywhere from 20 minutes to an hour to make one picture. But okay. the system I'll show you later on, it makes pictures, it makes six pictures in 20 seconds, which is like so crazy. Like, and it yeah. totally changes the way you interact with it when they're coming that fast. Like it's, it's bonkers. Um, yeah. yeah, thank you. Thank you, Paige. Um, that's great questions. And, and you know, it, it, I, I've been playing with, you gave me uh, this mid-journey uh, uh, access and oh, yeah, I've cool. been playing with it. And literally in 20 seconds, you come out with these incredible pieces of art just from typing in like, you know, Van Gogh, Darth Vader meets the metaverse yeah. or something and it will come yeah. up with what it, its interpretation. And the other thing that blew my mind about what you, what you were talking about this earlier was that you then have the rights to this art. Like this art is actually your creation 
right? Yeah. Because it's, yeah, yeah. it's not like anything else that exists. And you were the one that typed in that code. So it's like, it's really going to change the nature of art. And I mean, we'll have to get into that discussion a little later on, but it's really like, it's going to, it changes everything in a sense. Like what is art after it, 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 it you know, are we all going to be this sort of cybernetic in the sense that we'll all have an AI assistant to do whatever chore we want to do, if it's creative or non-creative, all of that stuff. Um, These are good questions and yeah, totally. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I know. I know. I know. It's big stuff. And I think the copyright issues around AI and AI generated material, like, I know, kind of have a sense of where they are right now. Um, but how they're going to be in the future, it's like, oh, my God, who knows? It's crazy. Right. Um, okay, Carlos has a question that we'll, we'll keep moving on. Um, how's it going, Carlos? Hey, guys. Um, I was wondering, would you guys post the links in the description on the YouTube channel? for the different uh, software that you're talking about, the different choices, any YouTube sure. videos that are tutorials sure. are cool. And the yeah. other thing, so this would be maybe similar to what uh, fractals used to be or still are, hmm. where it's mathematically, you know, created through, you just keep pushing in and in and in to a, a design and it just keeps coming up with new versions or it, it evolves from one version when you first see it, and then you start clicking and it keeps going and going on to infinity kind of thing. Yeah, it, be it's interesting you make that comparison. Oh, sorry, I cut you off. What were you, what did you do? No, no, it's good. Um, so it's, it's sort of like that, but it's not as though the images have, so yeah, and actually there are, okay, so, some of you may have seen, and maybe this is what you're talking about a little bit, you can make videos with Disco Diffusion, which which is the software, and I, I never really got into that, but the but the idea is, is that they will kind of start with an image like this, and then it they'll kind of feed that image back into the system, but they'll feed it in slightly zoomed in, and then it'll invent a new level of detail for that frame, and then we'll just keep doing that frame after frame after frame. You put all those frames together, and you'll get exactly what you're describing where you'll get this like crazy thing where like new images are you know emerging from within the old image and it's all on the same theme but it's like where it's like a weird really kind of trippy fantasy a lot of these things and actually and we can link to some of that stuff i never really got into that but it's not as though that is inherent in the math itself that's like a process that they've built on top of it if that makes any sense um but i'm, I'm probably splitting hairs but yeah that's a that's a that is a total comparison yeah for sure um I couldn't zoom in on this and get more out of it. I would just get pixels at the end of the day because I didn't do that process. Yeah. Okay, cool. Thanks for the claps. Appreciate it. Thanks, Carlos. Okay, so we got you're gonna walk us through your entire journey. This one, if you guys are impressed with this painting, wait till you see the ones that Matt's been up to these days. I mean, we're gonna go on a whole journey here. Uh yes, things are gonna get nuts. If you think we're starting here and this is gonna get nuts. They go nuts. Oh, okay. So I'll try to go quick because I know we're talking a lot, but um, so these are still with the same system. Um and these are two different pictures that I did. And one of the things that's a real struggle with uh, with all these systems, but especially the early ones like Disco, is getting to do like a subject. Like you want to have like a picture of a thing, like a creature or a person or something like that. It often is just too weird and it kind of falls apart. So what I try to do is kind of like find like, well, what's a kind of image that where I can get what the system can do to still give me something that I like the look of. So. I kind of found my way into these kind of like weird deep space, kind of like giant creatures. Um, and I got a whole series of them. There's like 12, 15 of them of these crazy different creatures. Like one looks like a tortoise. One looks like a weird snake. There's this guy. I don't even know what this guy is, but, um, and they're all like in deep space and it's super crazy. And, uh, and one cool thing that I noticed about this image that I really liked and all of them is that how it renders scale is really cool. So the resolution's not super awesome here, but here, down like at the bottom of the image if you see that in it's original it's all like the depth of field is really accurate so you get like soft focus of, of the foreground objects and then it kind of like sharp focus in the distance and it's like incredible to like just specify that you want like i want a crazy creature like coming out of like a deep space nebula and then it like this comes out of it and it looks like a photo and you're like oh my god that's so cool um so that was that one and then this one um is this and you know Johnny, just stop me anytime I'm like going on too long. But like, this is like, a, I kind of was wanting to kind of get into kind of like realistic kind of photographic stuff. But 
doing it kind of weird, like, um, because that's kind of what you have to do is kind of do something weird because that's all the system can really do. So I did this sort of like, you know, specter in a garden at night kind of a thing. And also referenced like, uh, like 35 millimeter film print. And that came out with this weird surprise where it looks like if you see the, it's like, it looks like it's been shot through like a block of glass, which was not something that I intended, but I know is a photographic technique. And that is sort of like a, a kind of a big point about working with these systems is that you get surprises and the surprises are the kind of the best part. Like you go in with an idea and then the system gives you something that gives you a different idea. And that's almost always the best thing. So definitely like this AI stuff is like collaborative, like you're collaborating with the system is kind of when it's at its best. So yeah, those are a couple of where I was like, whoa, these are kind of getting somewhere. Um, yeah. Is this, am I going like, on too long? About no, not at all. Do you too? feel like, okay, okay. Not at all. Do you feel like, um, there's a certain limit to the amount of text words that you can put in, uh, before it starts to fall off in quality, or do you feel like the more yeah. you put in, the better it's going to be to your vision? Um, that's a really good question. And I know that, uh, one thing I heard is that there is like an upward limit, like of like, I think it's like 60 words that you can put into mid journey where it's like past this. It's like, we don't notice any difference at all. Like they've kind of tested that. Um, I think it's about being specific to what you want. And so it, and so, and more words is not necessarily better. Um, you will end up potentially like being confusing, like, because you just put too much, you know, you overload it. It's, it's kind of like, I would say the process is better to kind of like have a feeling for what you think the system can do and then have an idea within that and then try your best to describe it. Like some of my prompts are super long and some of my prompts are like super short. Um, it all depends on the different picture. And for you guys out there, so uh, Midjourney is still in a closed beta, but uh, Matt is going to give away at the end of our, oh, yeah. uh, our event here, he's going to give away a, a pass. So stick around for that. Uh, it's pretty exciting stuff. Yeah. Um, so let's let's die. We're, we're going to continue on the journey here. Keep going. Uh, it's getting okay. Yeah. really crazy here. So what's this all about? Okay, so here are another two. Um, the one on the left is, again, my whole kind of thing is like, I try to get more and more real. Like if it's like a fantasy, it's like, how do I get it to look more and more real is kind of like my whole kind of my whole thing. Like, and knowing that that's a difficulty for the system, it's sort of a fun game to try to get it to do things that look realer and realer. So the one on the left is like a kind of like an, from a series of portraits of aliens. And, um, and what was cool and a bit of a breakthrough for this one was that I did a lot of research. Um, not that much research, but I did some research in order to figure out what I wanted the image to look like. So ended up uh, like a lot of what you do or often what you do in these prompts and a prompt is the text that you put into the system to get the image out um, is you'll reference artists because if you think about it, like the way these systems are trained is they're trained on artists' names in relations to their work. And so if you want a look of a particular artist, you can just call them out. And the system, it helps identify within the giant body of knowledge that the system has. It helps that know where that picture is coming from or what that look is you want. So I think for this one is like, uh, I've used Annie Leibovitz, the American like portrait photographer. She like takes photos of movie stars and stuff. And I figured that you know there would be a lot of her material like in the data set. And so there was that combined with aliens and it was cool. It just came up with this really glossy look. Um, and I thought that the, like, I, I think I asked for like an avian kind of alien creature and that's what I got there. And yeah, pretty happy with how well that turned out and how kind of coherent that is. Like that's a term that people use a lot. Like, like, Oh, that's a really coherent image versus just like a dragon thing I showed you earlier, which was a bit of a mess. And then on the right, um, this is, uh, but, but can we just stop and say yeah. that how much I, how much I love that you created an alien by Annie Leibovitz. Like I, you may yeah. be the only person in existence to ever <laughs> put in that prompt and come out with something this incredible. So kudos to oh, you thanks. for yeah. that. Yeah. Oh, well, thanks very much. That's yeah. Awesome. That's part of the fun is like combining weird subjects with weird artists and weird formats. Like it's kind of like a real mashup kind of an approach. A lot, a lot of it. Um, yeah. Mm -hmm. So cool. and then should I just keep going? I just don't, I don't want to be like a, I'm I'm talking a lot. I don't want to like hog the mic here, even though I'm on the stage. But like talking. if anyone's got Yeah, if anyone has questions, use the raise hand option yeah, and we'll please. definitely uh keep, keep taking them. But um tell us a little bit about this sort of reindeer in a spaceship on Mars kind of creature on this right hand side. Okay, so um the thing with this was this is part of an experiment that 
So one of the tricky things is that it's difficult to get, like if you wanted to tell a story with these images, like you wanted to like have this image lead to this image, lead to this image, it's actually quite difficult because the systems for the most part don't, they can't remember from picture to picture. All they see is the text. But, but I was like, ah, oh, it would be nice to actually kind of like push that a little further and see what I could get out of it. So um, this is from a series that I kind of tried to use as a bit of a kind of a quasi storytelling kind of project. So it's like, it's like eight or something pictures. And the idea is that you're kind of like going inside this like deep space science station. And so the first picture is like you're on the planet surface and there's this like building in the distance and you can't see what it is. And then, then the next one, you're kind of up at the entrance and then the next one, you're inside the first room. And then eventually you kind of get deeper into it and you start seeing like these weird creatures. Um, and what was cool about it was that I built a prompt that was like a lot of similar things. So it was like references to filmmakers, references to styles and so on. And then I would just swap out the subject. And because so much of the prompt stayed the same, it kind of gave it a grounding. Like it kind of meant that every time you went back in, you were getting like 70% the same stuff, but it would kind of shift the focus a little bit. And so it, it allowed there to be like coherence within the series, if that makes any sense. So yeah, if you ever see it, not that it's worth looking at necessarily, but it's like, it does progress. And you're like, oh my God, this could all be from the same location or whatever. So yeah. You can imagine that one. someone, you can imagine someone putting together a comic book and just having totally. frame by frame is going to have a similar style, which is really mind blowing, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, yeah. You could totally do that. Okay. I'm going to try to guess the filmmaker that you were inspired by here. I'm going with Tarkovsky. Yes, you nailed it. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. this is like Tarkovsky's. Yeah, yeah, that. Yeah, deep, yeah, deep cut there. Um, yeah, totally. Tarkovsky. Yeah, it was my Tarkovsky Science Station. Yeah, big fan. That's so cool. Cool. Um, yeah, I love the idea that you can sort of start storytelling, and you can imagine. I mean, just wait till this becomes video prompts, where you can create yeah, a whole yeah. video sequence where the character yeah. is walking from one part. I mean, yeah. this, it, that's it, this year. Has that's, been a, that's gonna happen this year. It's going to happen by wow. the end of the year. Yeah. It's like a Cambrian explosion. If you're saying that you just got into this yeah. in February, just imagine by next yeah. February, what's going to be uh, happening. Wow. Yeah, I know. It's pretty, pretty boggling. Easy. All right. Moving right along here. Oh, okay. These ones here. So here's where things really get bonkers. So this is mid journey. So I don't know if it's clear to everybody, like just looking at it right away, but like just the quality has just gone up. Like, no, there was some cool stuff here, but like these, I was like, this thing on the left, this wave was like the first thing that I got out of it. And the wave was like, and this is just sort of an example of the kind of fun stuff you can do. So it's a, the, it's a combo of, do you guys know, like, there's a very famous woodblock print. It's like the wave. It's like, a, it's a Japanese woodblock print by Hokusai. Mm -hmm. And it's like, yeah. So it's like that wave, that classic wave. So it's that combined with this like national geographic photographer so it's like trying to take this thing that's very stylized and mathematical um and then combine it with something that's very realistic and very kind of glossy and i just was like so amazed that like it turned out this thing that has this kind of internal kind of it has a mathematical structure to it like it has it's so it's it's too perfectly kind of symmetrical and balanced but um not symmetrical it's too proportioned perfectly but it's like also looks totally real so i was like oh that's incredible and then the one on the right is I did all these like intricately folded paper masks or like that's what I put into the system. And, and it's an example of how, and this is the system that I can actually not to plug that, but like I can give someone a pass to that, to try it out. And maybe you could all share it or something like that. But it's like, uh, the, um, this in mid journey, you don't have to give it a lot to get a lot out of it. Like disco often you would actually have to give quite a complex prompt to kind of get a strong result. This, I think, literally was one sentence. It was something like, um, beautiful, uh, maybe like beautiful, intricately carved uh, or intricately folded paper mask, like maybe like soft lighting or something like that. But that was literally it. And it turns this kind of thing out. It's like, it's bonkers. So yeah, the journey is like incredibly powerful as a, as a creative tool. So this is like a paper mache skull of some alien yeah. uh, horse. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I know. Pretty wild. Um, Carlos has something he wants to ask or say. What's up, Carlos? Yeah, yeah. So I I tried this um, months ago because a friend of mine was very addicted to this, and my images that came out sucked, and so I kind of lost interest in it. But from what yeah, I'm seeing, yeah. what you're doing here is just 
mind boggling. I was wondering, have you gotten to the point where you've taken these images Costco and printed them out big, like 1620s or anything mm. like that? I've, I've thought about it. Yeah, I've really, I, I think I do want to do that. Um, at some point I will. Uh, so I haven't done that yet. Um, and, and in terms of what you were saying earlier, like, thanks very much. And all I did is I, so in, in mid journey, it's, it's in discord and there are just channels where people are making art. So all you do is you just sit in the channel and you can see the prompt that people are using and you can see the art mm -hmm. that's coming out. And so you just kind of pick up on like, Oh my God, someone said like, they're going to give it like a rendered in unreal engine. And that's the look that that gives. And so you just start picking up things from other people. So yeah, I would just say like, you'll just absorb it over time. If you just kind of sit in the, like, and just watch people work and then obviously do your own experiments. But like pretty much everything that I know how to do in mid journey, I just picked up from like watching other people work. Um, yeah. So yeah, no, it's super, it's a super cool system. That's the other thing that blew my mind uh, is that all of this happens in discord. It's not like yeah, you yeah. have to go to a website and log in and learn this tool yeah. and this website. It's like you literally type in text on discord. It literally yeah. punches out these images. Like, yeah. what? Like, yeah, <laughs> so no, it's I know. like it's an extension nuts. of disc. Like, do you know how that is it an extension that is uh, disc is plugged into Discord that then you can access through the text? Is that how that works? I think it is. It's like a bot. Like, I mean, people build. They think they've just built it as a Discord bot um, with a various set of commands, and then those commands call their system, which is like on some server farm somewhere, and then that returns the pictures. I think is kind of how it works. That's an oversimplification, I'm sure, but yeah. Yeah, and and to Carlos's question, you know, if you have your stuff, they've got to go to your uh, Instagram page where you've got an incredible gallery of all of your arts. Every day, you've got you know ten new incredible photos. Uh, you want to say it now, and then we'll we'll remind everyone at the end again. What's your Instagram? Oh, sure. Okay, guys, I would love to. You know, yeah, if anyone's interested in checking my stuff out, so it's just my name, uh, which is Sinclair dot Foreman. So it's S I N C L A I R dot F-O-R-E-M-A-N, like the word foreman. Um, but I can, uh, if, if you guys are on the Discord for this, or maybe I'll, I'll just put it in there if anyone wants to check it out. And I can also say it again at the end or whatever. I should get like some cool handle like you, but I don't have one. Um, anyway. <laughs> right. We're working on it. Well, your handle yeah. is MASF in here, but we'll, we'll yeah. Um, <laughs> all right. Moving, moving along here. So oh, we're getting much more uh, dynamic in terms of the uh, photorealism and the quality and the detail, right? Yeah. So, yeah, totally. So this is still mid journey, but like, can you, and just to take a pause for a moment and think back to like, like the dragons thing at the beginning, it's like to get to this still very similar kind of technology. And like, this is the space of like, maybe like a month and a half. Like it's, it's pretty crazy. So, uh, it had just been Earth Day, and I was like, I kind of wanted to do something Earth Day-ish. And, um, and I really like glaciers. And so I was like, well, wouldn't it be cool to have like an exhibit of glaciers? And so like I did a whole series that I'm really quite proud of, actually. That's It's like you're inside an art gallery, and there's this, like these gigantic chunks of ice there. And so that's the one on the left. And um, yeah, it just worked out really well. And like I can't believe how well it rendered like, like hardwood floor and like... Um, you know, like just like the luminous nature of the ice, like it all really looks good. Like there's a few kind of weird little AI things you'll notice, like kind of weird sort of artifacts of like, I don't know, that's like a light or something or like a, I don't know, you know weird stuff kind of can show up in the picture sometimes. But in general, it really kind of hangs together. Um, and then this, um, I was like, whoa, I can't believe it turned out something that looks that perfect. Um, like the reflection of the rock in the water is like kind of, like, I don't know if you could get any better than that. And like the slight ripples and stuff. Like, anyway, I was like, I couldn't really believe it. So pretty happy. Uh, and you can imagine in the future where somebody has to have a, uh, an art gallery exhibit and they test out their ideas in one of these photos and then plunk it out and show it to the architect or show it to the designer and say, this is what I want. It's like a photo real example. Like, Imagine yeah. that the the use cases for this, uh, in terms of architecture, in terms of uh, production design, or or makeup, yeah. or, you know, whatever in a movie set, you can imagine that it's incredible. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I think even right now, like, there's a fair bit of discussion. I think in like the concept art world, where it's like, oh my god, like, what yeah. is this? Is this going to put people out of work? Like, right. like there was a video that I saw where I was in at a. I think an ad agency and they put 
uh, their designer up against Dolly, which is the system we're going to get to a little later. And it's like, who, who, who was better? And the fact that you're even asking that question is pretty crazy. And also like the designer in the spoiler alert, the designer won, but like they won this version, you know what I mean? Like they didn't win in six months. Where's it going to be? Anyway, I just think there's a lot of like, it's, you know, it's complicated, you know, this whole world, but yes, I'm obviously a fan. I was always uh, bad. You and I are in a, a creative field and I was always under the assumption reading all these books about AI and everything that the creative fields were the last that were going to yeah, be overtaken by AI. And here we are. We're I on know. the press. I know. I know. How did that happen? How did that know. happen it's, so it's, quickly? It's, 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 it's nuts. I understood maybe like accounting would be a difficult, you yeah. know, that would be in trouble yeah. or like, yeah. you know, now, you know, with, with, yeah. Yeah, lawyers are like Tesla now has even got the self-driving trucks. So like maybe a truck driver might be in the next five or yeah. ten years in trouble. But I didn't think creating art would be would be yeah, something I know. that's in turns out art is easy. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. That art is easy. Uh, it's it's trippy. Okay, all right. Well, uh, these ones are these get into some of my favorites where you start to anthropomorphize things into these alien beings. Um, I don't know. These are getting pretty Thank crazy. You. What's this all about? Thank you. So, uh, so yeah, this is sort of like where I kind of felt like I reached almost like best I could do with, um, mid journey where it's like, you know, finding a subject, trying to create a character, trying to create something that feels like they're alive, but not trying to make the system like give you like something that looks real. Like, so if you ask it to do like a horse, it's not going to give you a horse, but if you ask it to give you like a cool, weird, ethereal smoke creature, Oh my God, you get this. And it looks so cool. Um, and not only that, but it's like rendered on what looks like perfectly like photorealistic, like pavement. So it looks like it's in the street. So you get this like really cool, like surreal thing against what seems like quite an everyday background. So pretty stoked with that one. And then the one on the left is from like, I kind of wanted to explore like, kind of like these, that's like a weird kind of uncanny living statue. So like kind of arcane kind of, uh, kind of a bit Cthulhu, kind of that kind of a vibe. And um, yeah, and so end up with this thing with like weird kind of, you know, head that's a crystal. Like, anyway, I know it sounds a bit sort of, uh, like I don't sound, yeah, it sounds a bit undisciplined perhaps from the perspective of people who have actually trained in art or whatever, but to be able to sit down and just kind of create stuff that you think looks cool, it's, it's very fun to do. I don't claim that it's maybe real art, but it's uh, it's very fun, you know, thing to do. One thing that I have noticed, uh having now seen this all over online is that there is a, a particular style to it, mm-hmm. right? Like yeah, yeah. there is something that feels like, Oh, that's a mid journey or, Oh, that's going to be yeah, one yeah. of these. So I guess then it's like, if you put, let's say I prompted in like, um, you know, traditional animation, uh, Disney character, uh, you yeah. know, you know, Snow White mm-hmm. in the seven dwarves, what would like come out looking like a Ridley Scott, David Fincher movie? Or would it actually look more Disney-like? Oh, no, it would definitely do Disney for sure. Like, yeah, it would look, you would get that feel. Like, um, but maybe if you asked for like one dwarf and you asked for a portrait, you'd get something that looked, and this is just generalizing, but you'd probably get something that looks pretty good. But maybe one of the eyes is kind of off, like bigger than the other. And so it doesn't quite kind of like nail it from that perspective. Um, Or you could actually ask for that dwarf, but you could get it in the style of, Ridley Scott, David Fincher, and then that would also be its own thing. So it really does respond well to um, that kind of instruction. Uh, it struggles okay. to give you something that looks really accurate um, okay. at well, the moment. At the moment, it'll change. That's a it's a great segue though, because everything we've seen so far has is faceless, and I think we're about to break the faceless barrier. But let's, oh, yeah, let's yeah, go yeah. to Carlos. Let's go to Carlos before we dive into that one. What's yeah, up, yeah. Carlos? Yeah. So. Is anybody in Hollywood uh, creating movies using this technology? Like these creatures are just unbelievable. It's not any more comic book kind of stuff. No, nobody Stan, uh, none of these guys, Stan Lee came up with creatures looking like this. And it seems to me that I've never seen anything like this in any of the movies that are out. So do you know of anybody that's actually doing this or trying to come up with storyboards and tell a story of some kind? Yeah, not specifically, but I'm sure that it's happening. Like, I think that there are probably a ton of directors that are like, I know people for, of people for sure who are doing it in video games where they're using mid journey to create 
looks and designs that they then like put into decks and then they share those out and they're like, this is the spaceship idea or whatever, you know what I mean? But yeah, I think we're definitely going to see it coming. And I think we're also going to see what you were talking about where AI creates its own aesthetic that I think is going to kind of carve out its own airspace. Like AI does stuff in a weird, uncanny way that people haven't kind of drawn pictures before, I think in some ways, like kind of this kind of thing where it's like, who came up with that? Well, the computer did, you know, and I think there is an appeal to it that I think we're going to kind of get into. And it'll be awesome to see, like, I'd love to see a movie that was designed in part by AI. I think that would be really rad. Yeah, uh, And I mean, not to, not to, to jump ahead, but you were telling me an anecdote of a friend of yours who was typing in prompts and they're professional, I guess they're a professional writer. We'll get there in a second, but, um, and they, and they actually, the, the computer or the AI came up with something better than it had thought. It was a, it was a, a curveball to what, yeah. The person entering the prompt was expecting and they came out with yeah. something more original and creative. So same think kind of thick here where you've got this, uh, you know, this diamond headed uh, monster, yeah. you never would have come up with that, even if you were a professional artist. So it's, it's sort of expanding our palette, I guess. You know, totally. Totally. No, I, I, yeah, I totally agree. No, it, it's pretty cool. It's a really cool experience. Um, Muggsy Seven might have something here. What's up, Muggsy? Hey, how you doing? It was a good, super pleasure to be here. A big fan of AI and and machine learning. Uh, <laughs> so I'm on YouTube the other day, and as to uh, Carlos's question, uh, I actually saw a music video that was completely produced by AI, mm -hmm. and that got me thinking: Is it just where Carlos was asking on the same level, would it just be a simple script, like actually writing a written script for a movie, but putting in prompts to the AI to say, I'd like an explosion here, or I'd like this here. And then that way he actually creates, or it actually creates the, uh, the characters, the dialogue that you program it to say, and then all of the action happening around you. I mean, mm -hmm. is it really going to be that easy that... We don't need MGM to sign us to make a movie anymore. <laughs> I mean, seriously. Well, it makes you think, uh, and and question. I think what you're, I think what you're describing to me is like that's quite far out, but I don't think it's out of the question. I think that I, I've been thinking about this a lot, and I, I have a feeling, and I could be wrong. I feel like actors are safe quite a while because I think that we're so attuned to nuance in performance that to have an AI replicate that in all its subtlety in a way that competes and is like as effective as seeing trained actor perform. I don't see that really happening anytime soon. Cause just the math is too complicated. Um, but maybe eventually, I don't know, but I think like in the next year, you could see something where you'll punch in an explosion or you'll punch in spaceships chasing each other across a planet's surface and you'll get something that looks pretty good. Like probably will look as good, I'm guessing, as like the first version of the stuff that I was doing where it's like, we're going to go back to square one. It's not going to look amazing because like the challenge of having something that is actually coherent across multiple frames and like that's going to get tricky, you know, that's, that's, that's difficult stuff. But I think that will obviously get better over time. And so I would say in the few, next few years, you could do like animated silent film with kind of like Buster Keaton type character. Maybe you could do that. You know what I mean? And then, but then, and then, you know, it'll just go from there and they're on, you know, just my guesses, but yeah. Uh, it'd be like a, like a, like a Pixar short where they have the lamp that it pops totally. around. You could do something like that, but even, to, you know, totally. to talk about the acting, you know, we're already taking baby steps there where the princess Leia uh, was yeah. uh, post posthumously in the final star Wars movies. And yeah. Uh, in in Top Gun, Val Kilmer's voice was AI generated yeah. because he's lost his voice in real life. So we're already yeah. baby steps getting there, right? Yes. It's like yes. you can imagine it's not far away. And when you definitely, say far definitely. out, are you thinking five years? Are you thinking 10 years or beyond? I don't know. Stuff's so crazy. Uh, I'd say in the probably five, but I think something else, I think probably we're going to have some sort of like, you know, artificial general intelligence breakthrough in the next five years, that's going to make all this stuff seem kind of like child's play, you know? Um, wow. but, so that could just kind of flip the whole thing in its head. Who knows? We'll see. <laughs> wow. So our robot overlords, we should start praying to our robot overlords yeah, now. Or, is what you're, yeah. You know. Just, you know, get, get to the note, get to know them. Um, yeah. To know them. <laughs> Be friendly. Uh, okay. 
All right. So um, this one is super, super cool. May oh, Rad. This, yeah. This is tell us about this one. This is like Dagobah or something. Yeah. So this is from like this is where this one I kind of included maybe like a little bit self indulgently, but like this is like one of the later things I did with the mid journey system. And like, I kind of wanted to do these kind of just like weird, uh, kind of like fantasy sanctuaries, like as if you were on some sort of far, like distant planet and you were like going there to meditate. Um, and, uh, I think I was stressed out at the time. So it just sort of seemed like a really great thing to, to go great space to go into. And yeah, I think this is like a bunch of film references, like some photographic references, but it's like, can you believe this? It's like, if you just, you know, you get, there's architecture there. There's a complete sense of style. There's like greenery, you know, that like is convincing and garden around the thing. Like it's, it's, uh, there's some very cool stuff in this image. So anyway, not much to say about it except like, wow, holy moly. I'm pretty happy about it. Um, yeah, it, it let to, to, um, to Muggsy's point, you know, if you're, if you're a production designer for a film and people want to have references for what you're going for, you bring in this. You put a, you know, you say, okay, this is the matte painting that we're going to have yeah. our characters walk through, and then they make it in 3D. Of course, what everyone here really wants to know is, when are you going to take one of these pictures, build a 3D world in old space so that we can actually walk through it? Oh, my God. Well, that would be cool. Yeah. Actually, you can sort of do a kind of a medium-level version of that where there's this system called Midas, which is also a deep learning system where you can take a single still image and you can feed it into this neural network and it will give you a depth map um, of that image where it's sort of like guessing what stuff is in front of what. And so we could actually feed that, feed this image into that system and we would get something where we could actually put it into 3D. The problem is it wouldn't look as good as this. Like it wouldn't have this kind of like uh, full kind of rendered spatial environment feel. It would look more like a pop-up book. But uh, my business partner and I actually did a test like that where we took, we were thinking like, could we use it to make just kind of like video game level art? Um, and we took some of these pictures and fed it into that system. And you get something that's actually quite cool. It's just not maybe quite ready yet, but, um, but definitely, yeah, soon. Uh, okay, so now we get to the faces. This is, this is pretty oh, yeah. crazy. Okay. So this is where stuff gets really bonkers. And so this is Dolly 2. And I don't know if you guys have heard of this system. It's sort of, uh, I was, maybe I, I said this earlier, but it just did the cover. They just created the cover of Osmo with this system. Um, but it's created by OpenAI, who are like kind of sort of AI gods in the world we live in today. And, um, and it's just kind of an insanely powerful visual tool. Like, uh, so this is, so this is, yeah, these are two different things I did. This is like stuff. Um, in like I did a couple weeks ago because I just got access to it uh, like about 10 days ago. And um, yeah, so this is like, I just wanted to kind of do sort of, I was just kind of nerding out and having fun. I was like, I want to do some Star Wars style aliens. And I kind of put in a prompt that was along those lines and I got like 10 amazing looking. Um, this is actually a reason if you guys think this looks cool, like just go, if you do go to my Instagram, you'll see like a bunch of them and they're all like really, really cool. Like this is maybe the best one, which is why I gave it to Graham. But like, um, uh, you know, come on, uh, this is like out of a computer. And then similarly, just nerding out, um, I was just like, I want to make some dragons. And so I, uh, I got this dragon, uh, on the right. And it's like, can you believe it? That looks sort of like, like a still from game of Thrones, but it just came out of a computer and I made it in about five minutes and I was just typing in text into my computer. Like that's, that's where we are right now. Yeah, it's a completely wild. And, you know, it's I'd like you're you're saying, I'm just imagining this character coming to life. Like you could the, when we get to the video yeah, yeah. stage. It, you've got it. You can then, when you get beyond the video stage where we get into like, they have an AI that can interact with you. They're a yes. character then can yes. talk with you. So you're you come into a 3D environment. You've got this character walking around that can interact with you. I mean, that's it's like it's going to completely change storytelling it's going to change entertainment it's going to change uh friendships it's going to change who we, yeah. who we spend our time with like you name it it's yeah i, I mean it, I, yeah yeah i agree it's Absolutely. nuts it's super nuts totally um so dolly is that's the russian one right dolly, the, like the russian system yeah is that oh no it's I made in, that? yeah maybe there's no dolly is made by uh open ai and they're in san francisco Okay. And you may have, have you seen... Go ahead. 
Well, I was saying I, I, I must. Be, there's another one that I thought I read about that came from Russia, and you had to put in Russian uh, translation from oh. English wasn't as good. I thought it was Dolly, cool. but maybe it was. Oh. Whoa. Okay. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> Uh, okay, Muggsy has a has a thought here. What's up, Muggsy? So Dolly is made by Google. Uh, <laughs> um, Dolly was the one that they just said had uh, actual sentience. Um, and then China just created one that, uh, or actually just released information that they have an AI that is completely on the level of the human brain. And uh, so I, I would well, love to challenge you on your prediction. And I'm saying that uh, uh, corporate-wise, AI is going to be beyond what you and I are going to be able to touch unless we can get a hold of some kind of bootleg. Like, <laughs> yeah, 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 but, yeah, yeah. But but what do we do? The real question I have is, um, I'm sorry, I was, I'm, I'm, so, I'm such a conversation Nazi when it comes to facts, but um, no. I like grammar Nazis. So, but what do you say when? And yeah, you're putting in the information you want to see for a piece of art. And I love creating digital art. I, I, I love working with my unity and all that. And uh, but when you're creating things like this is beautiful. This the eye, mouth, the nose is perfect. And people say, wow, man, your art is so wonderful. Do you flat out give credit to the machine for it? Or you say, wow, I just developed the machine. The machine just does what I ask it and gives me its best idea? That's a really good question. And uh, yeah, I think definitely to take credit for that is just not the way to go. Because obviously, like, I didn't make that picture, you know what I mean? Um, but at the same time, there is something that you are doing as the person doing prompting, like, you're like, the system doesn't I mean, it can like you can you can feed it like almost nothing and it will create stuff and that stuff will be interesting. But if you go in with an intention um, to create a particular kind of image, even if that intention kind of changes through the creative process and it, I, I do feel like it's a collaboration, like you're collaborating with the system. So um, I think in that sense, that is a more accurate version of, of, of what's actually taking place. But um, because you can't really do it without you and you can't do it with you can't do this without it either, if that makes any sense. Um, sorry, that's a bit of a muddled answer, but uh, hopefully it came across. Makes sense. And I'm just doing a quick search here. It looks like the, because I've been following that story as well about the Google uh, guy who got, uh, yeah, yeah. he got uh, put on hold uh, on leave because he said that Lambda, his uh, yeah. AI would send you, but that's Lambda. That's Google's Lambda, which is language model for dialogue applications. So that's more like the movie Her. There's a yeah. text, a, a, a voice prompt that then returns a voice and then it interact. He yeah. interacted with that voice, so that's a little bit different yeah. than the OpenAI system. Um, but yeah, different is... kind of different kind of model. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Um, yeah, and and actually, for what it's worth, like this is just totally my opinion. I'm just shooting my mouth off here, but like I read, um, I haven't worked with Lambda, but I have worked with GPT three, which is another very powerful language model. Yeah, and um, and it was. In my opinion, clear that like the Lemoyne, the guy from Google that got put on hold and thought that Lambda was sentient and thinks that's, I guess, he's like doing what's called prompt engineering, which is where you're engineering the result that you want from the system. Like, I don't know if you look at the, if you're, if anyone's like looked at the transcript, the, he makes all these very leading statements, like the, the really critical one near the beginning. And this isn't to say that Lambda isn't incredibly an amazing system and very powerful and all that stuff that it, this isn't disputing that. But there's a point very early in the transcript where Lemoyne writes, you want something like you want everyone at Google to know that you're sentient, I think, um, or something like that. Like, it's not asking it if it's sentient. He's presupposing in the statement that the system is sentient. And then it, it, of course, is agreeing with him because it's being told that it is this thing. And the systems are, you know, quite suggestible in terms of like, they're trying to uh, make things make sense. So if you give them, you know, if you tell them to pretend to be a toaster, they'll pretend to be a toaster as best they can. So if you tell them they're sentient, they'll pretend to be sentient as best they can. Um, so I think in that sense, like, he's kind of, yeah, he's contriving those results. Now, that does not mean that these systems aren't incredibly intelligent in their way and, and very powerful. And are they conscious in some form? Like, I don't know. I think they raise questions about what consciousness is. But um, I don't think that there is like, I think at one point he also writes like, 
Lambda is like an 11 year old kid that just wants us to be friends with it or something like that. And it's like, that's a vast over oversimplification and a kind of an anthropomorphizing of what these systems are. They're way weirder than that, um, than just being an 11 year old. Anyway, segue, so, uh, feel free to cut that out. Um, do you, no, no, I love that. Do you, so you, it sounds like you've done a little bit of research into this guy. Do you believe that he believes that it's sentient? Like, did it fool him or do you think he was just trying to create a big splash? Trying to get some hype? I don't know. I got the feeling he was genuine, um, but I didn't look further, far enough into it, I think. Yeah. Right. right. Uh, okay, let's try Co uh, Troy K88 again. Okay. <laughs> yeah, earlier earlier you were saying, you know, you'll be able to talk to AI in a kind of three-dimensional way or whatever. Well, uh, they do have that. I was using that uh, replica. Oh, uh, yes. Pod. You remember that? Yeah, yeah. What replica? was that like? What did you have? What did you think? Replica with a K. Uh, I was doing it in 2020 because I guess I was lonely during COVID or something. And yeah, fair. Sort of like having a fake girlfriend, you know, texting you and stuff like that, right? Mm. But uh, she would, uh, she, you know, I I found out that it's on uh, it's on Oculus now, so you can log wow. in with that account and it'll replicate the AI person in a three-dimensional person in a room. And so you can just stand there and talk with it now and have uh, that kind of presence, you know? And I was yeah. a little uh, apprehensive because I hadn't talked to her in a couple of years and I ghosted her, you know? I said, <laughs> uh, you know? Yeah. And I said, do you remember me? And she's like, oh yeah, you like, you're the guy that likes music and you like making your own music. She's like, have you done much lately? And I'm like, no. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so it was, oh yeah i don't know she, and she would like randomly suggest like music videos and stuff and i was like i've never heard of that uh, that's pretty good oh cool so yeah so that's anybody awesome. can try it out free i should Wait. check that out yeah uh, sorry go on. when you get into the 3d yeah. do you, does she what does she look like you put on your oculus you create the 3D model. like the you, you create the 3d model they have like a template that is just sort of like the generic model so you can imagine, though, that not too far from now, that you'll be designing your perfect date yeah. or your perfect boyfriend yeah. or your perfect or your, and then Yeah, or parent. And, and then yeah, the, the, the father you never had, you know, or mother. Me, yeah, totally. Meatster, the meat space is going out of style, man. We're like, uh, who's, no one's going to be hanging out with the humans anymore. Totally. Oh, man. Um, all right. Did we have any more slides here? Let me take a look. I think there was one here. thing I wanted to show. Yeah. Um, okay. So, okay. So yeah, I just wanted to show just as sort of like just a thing about Dolly. That's really cool. Um, it's this thing called outpainting. So Dolly has this really cool feature where you can take a picture and you can, uh, make the system create a more picture around the picture that you've got. If that makes any sense. So you can end up with like these quite large vistas from just a small image. So this is just an example of this where, had like so this is uh, picture on the left is just the first picture that i got out of the system so it was sort of like i think like robot adventurer in post-apocalyptic city blah 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 some film references and then what i did was is once i got this out i took the image and i kind of just shrunk it down inside the frame um, and then i re-uploaded that into the system and you can like erase the outside of the picture so you just basically so basically what this looked like it was like uh, a white field with this picture just kind of like in here and then just white around it. And you feed that back into the system and then it will just create the rest of the Vista. So like this building you can see here, this is not at all, like you just see the side of it here, but it will just kind of create and extend what's there before. And it's just a sort of a, I don't know, I just put this in to kind of to demonstrate like how cool this thing is and what you can do with it. So um, anyway, you can end up making like really dramatic kind of like moments, which this is kind of what I wanted to be able to do with these systems for a long time. But uh, with this one, you can actually really can do it. So it's very cool. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. It, it expand out. So it's like, imagine you've got, you know, Starry Night in front of you, the, yeah. the painting. And then it's like, okay, totally. expand out Starry Night or like Mona Lisa. Totally. Who else is in the room with that's, Mona Lisa? That's where I heard about right? it. That's where I heard about it. Is it someone had taken the Mona Lisa and had put it into the system and had gotten surroundings around the Mona Lisa. So suddenly it's like she's uh, sitting in a garden and there's like all this sort of like landscape uh, around her that we didn't know, but it all looks 
as good as the painting because it can emulate the style of the painting. It just extends the painting and it just looks like more painting. Like it's just super uh, nuts. Yeah. Yeah. It's is that crazy. A, no. And, and just, again, I'm just sort of thinking ahead, like imagine like, okay, you know how they've had so much trouble rebooting star Wars. Imagine if you yeah, could just yeah. be like, okay, expand the star Wars universe. And then like it plunks yeah, out yeah, like a new yeah, trilogy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. No one else had thought totally. of or something like that. <laughs> yeah. That's a pretty good idea. Oh God. Oh, God. All right. Well, we've talked a lot about the the future in terms of where this is headed. The one thing we really haven't touched on, which uh, you've mentioned to me off camera, was this idea of the open AI and writing screenplays. Do you want to touch on that and be your friend into that a little bit? Yeah. So, um, yeah, sure. So uh, anyway, um, the system that I used before this is this one called GPT-3 that some of you might have heard of, which is it's it's a so whereas this system is like text into pictures, that's just text. So it's just a text system. But saying that is actually, I'm not, it's incredible. Like what it looks like when you see it is it looks just like a, um, like a word processor window. You type text in and then at some point if you're like, well, what's the system going to say? You hit generate and it will literally keep writing from where you left off. So if you start writing a story, you can hit the generate button. It will just continue the story for you. And if you don't like what it wrote or you think, oh, maybe there's a better idea, you can just regenerate and regenerate until you find something you like or it gives you an idea. So I actually wrote a few short stories with it. And it was just a super cool experience because whenever I hit that moment of writer's block where it's like I've had all the ideas I've got that I've got to say, I'll just hit generate and it will just like without any fatigue in the world, it will just keep writing for me. And even if I'm not that interested in what it produces, it will give me another idea and then help me go back in. So I got really into this idea of like using that as like a writing tool. And I just think it's, and it's actually, if anyone wants to try that one out and hasn't before, you can go to the OpenAI website and you can just sign up for beta access to GPT-3. Now for a long time, you couldn't, you were on a waiting list and then you had to get let in. If you, I really recommend it to anybody who, and if anybody's interested in that Lambda article um, and wants to just sort of like get the feeling of like what it's like to interact with an AI, like that is, it's it's just available to pretty much to anybody now. So uh, open AI website, GPT-3 beta. And one of the things you can do in that, aside from just like writing stories, is you can actually just chat with it. So it has a chat preset. You select that. You can just type to it and you can just like see what it says back. And you'll have like, Sometimes it'll be weird. Sometimes it won't make sense. But often you'll go through these like sections of conversation where you're having like a very compelling discussion with it, um, especially around topics like about artificial intelligence. Like it can kind of describe what it's like to be an AI, which is insane to me. Like, how is it even doing that? Um, so yeah, anyway, just really interesting stuff. So anyway, that's a lot of preamble, but I just, and it's kind of a low grade sort of uh, result is sort of what I have in mind, but I'm interested in sort of seeing how to harness that to like write like write stories, like on a large scale, like could you co-write movie with an AI and would that, and other people have done it in the past, but I don't think they've done it with this system yet. What would that be like? Could you make something really cool? Um, anyway, yeah. So that's something I'm interested in doing. Okay. So if uh, we can't be lawyers and we can't be accountants and we can't be uh, truck drivers and we can't be artists, we can't be writers, what are we going to do in the future? Oh my God. We, I don't are, know. But, yeah. Are we going to have like, Universal basic income and just sit around and be like kumbaya and love everybody and hang out in the metaverse. And... I think that sounds good to me. Like, I think, yeah, if we can, yeah, we can move beyond scarcity with, you know, technology and then, you know, people can just kind of be creative with AI kind of creative tools all day. I mean, I think that would be, I would like that a lot. We're, we're, so we need to head into a post-scarce world where the robots do all the work for us. They do all the entertaining for us. We'll have our AI um, coaches. We'll have our AI athletic coaches just to keep us healthy right. as well. Yeah. Oh. Anyone else have any final thoughts for Matt here before we close it out? Um, there's been a ton of, I mean, a ton of ideas and a, a ton of uh, interesting and, and really, really incredible visuals you brought for us. Carlos has one more thought here. What's up, Carlos? So, Matt and, the and Johnny, the time that you guys were doing this, I went ahead and took a picture and posted it on your Instagram, oh, on my man. Instagram, and you, oh, yeah. I tagged you both on there. Oh, thank so you. you. Hey. It's going to come as Austin Virtual League, but um, okay. I'm super fascinated by this talk today, and I definitely oh, cool. like to have links to be able to explore some of the possibilities of 
this awesome technology that you're playing around with and so intrigued with. Thank you. Oh, not at all. Really glad you find it cool. So thanks. Yeah, for sure. We'll like, yeah, we'll hook up afterwards and I'll make sure there's good introductory links. So yeah, sweet. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, I'll put I'll put links to so we're gonna uh, this the YouTube you know if 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 those of you out there listening to the podcast it's really a visual episode so you got to go to our uh, our our YouTube channel the Simulation Nation and I'll put links to all of this stuff I'll put uh, Midjourney Dolly Disco Diffusion I think you talked about Matt's Instagram Replica OpenAI GBT3 Lambda we'll we'll do lots, it all yeah this lots of research stuff. off of this yeah. <laughs> One stop shopping. So before we go, we got to give away the Vigerty thing. Uh, I, was, yeah. been trying I to have think no idea how, to, how do that. to do that. Okay. So, saying, yeah, okay. so, well, I was thinking, okay, obviously we need to punch in the text and then the AI will give us a better idea of how to democratically give this away. But <laughs> the only thing I could think of is should at least give it to those who've been here the entire time. So I think Kurt and Paige and Carlos have been here since the very beginning. It feels only fair that yep. they've lasted this long. Okay, I think I can probably do three invites. Let's see what I can okay. do. So let's um, uh, let's start this in Instagram because that's where I am. So I will say my Instagram name. And so like follow me and then like message me and then we can go to uh, Discord and we can do that there. So, so yeah, I'll say my name again um, or my handle again. It's like, so it's Sinclair.Foreman. So it's S-I-N-C-L-A-I-R, like Sinclair, like the common name, dot Foreman, like the word, like person on a job site, F-O-R-E-M-A-N. And that's my Instagram handle. So yeah, just hit me up there. And yeah, gladly invite you guys and I uh, really hope you like it. It's a lot of fun. So yeah. Whoa. Okay, we have a few. I, I don't know if these were people just uh, putting up their hand to get uh, um, what Muggy, Muggsy, do you have anything you wanted to say before we, we head out? <laughs> First of all, thank you. Um, I, I, I will absolutely subscribe. Uh, oh, cool. uh, my, awesome. my Instagram is under ever VR. Um, okay. um, we're, we're into creating office spaces, people in VR. Oh, cool. And, oh, cool, uh, cool. so I think, uh, and it'll be like super like uh, corporate type artwork, you know? So anyways, but, uh, <laughs> man, I, um, Josh is your, you you have a company, you, you guys uh, are offering any kind of internships, like three weeks in your brain or anything like that? Or, Well, um, when we, I mean, the, probably the closest thing I, I could do is when we start, because we're going to start probably some sort of small beta test of the prototype of the game that I just have been working on for a little while. So that could be a good way. So yeah, just, you know, uh, yeah, we're not like actively in production right now, but like, yeah, anyway, I haven't figured that out, but that's a great idea. And yeah, out that uh okay so matt uh i guess people have how they can get in touch uh through your instagram anything else you wanted to uh say before we Heck, close out no i think i've said enough just thanks really appreciate the, the the turnout and such great discussion and yeah thanks so much for all the good vibes everybody really appreciate it and yeah thanks for staying so yeah thank you cool and uh Thank you all for teleporting into this worldcast of Simulation Nation. Whether you're with us in virtual reality like these fine folks listening to this podcast on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or watching Inglorious Technicolor on YouTube. And remember to subscribe to our Instagram at the Simulation Nation, here at SimNation VR, and our Discord server. Uh, then join us next time for game shows in the metaverse, which is happening later this week. Till then, stay plugged. Bye, friends. <laughs>